Hello, my beautiful moms, and welcome to Daily Mom Joy with Relly. Today, we are talking about, drumroll, routines. I know, I know. Doesn't sound very exciting, but hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll have a different outlook on routines and have a nice little shakeup. So warning to husbands, partners, children, and or pets. Now, this is a continuation of the discussion from last episode. So if you didn't cash it, cash it, catch it, you can pause, you can go back and you can um, come back to this one. Okay. So last week's episode, we talked about prioritizing our wellness. So um, basically I did an opinion poll on about 40 moms and asked what keeps us moms from prioritizing our wellness. And we found that the top two reasons were poor boundaries and avoidance. So I spent some time dissecting both of these culprits, and I also touched on the last two, the quote-unquote mom guilt, and lastly, simply just not knowing how to prioritize our wellness, right? So maybe just not knowing where to start. So regardless of which category you fall under, or if you have a different category, the takeaway is that as moms, we tend to struggle with prioritizing our wellness at times. And there's that need for us. So I touched on this. We have a need because we're the survival source for our loved ones. We're the love source of our loved ones. So we have to make sure that we're well. And as I mentioned, it's important to ask this question because in life, when we ask the right question, then it leads us to taking the right action towards the life that we truly want and deserve, by the way. So I hope by now you have answered that question for yourself. You've made that declaration. You can say it loud and proud, whether it's, hey, I've got to work on my boundaries and learn to say no and not feel bad about it. You know, but just recognition that setting boundaries doesn't mean you're slamming the door on somebody's face and that boundaries are for me, right? And for the other person. Boundaries are a good thing. You may declare, I have to simply stop avoiding the question. I have to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, I am the source of survival and the source of love for my children, for my spouse, for my pet, for the world around me. And I deserve to take care for me, of me and for me to be joyful. Or you can declare, Today, I will trade the words mom guilt for mom grace and recognize that adding time to me doesn't equate to subtracting time from my loved ones. Or finally, you may declare, I'm ready to make a decision. Take one small step in my day-to-day that will get me closer to improving my emotional, physical, and spiritual self because trying something is better than nothing. So now that you've made your declaration, that declaration of I am prioritizing my wellness, wherever you fall in the spectrum, you know, whatever your category, it makes sense to look at our routines next. Because as moms, many of us live and die by our routines and others are in dire need of a routine. (laughs) Now, however we set those routines up, whether intentional or not, those routines can serve us or hinder us. Your routine can either support that wellness goal, that declaration you just made 30 seconds ago, 
or it can set that wellness goal on fire. It can keep you in the hamster wheel. So this is the why the routines are important to look at. What drives our routines? Well, based on human need psychology, Chloe Madonis explains that we all have six universal human needs. Now, I'm not going to get into all six today. I'm only going to touch on two um, and, and high level because I can go on and on about these. But the need for certainty and the need for uncertainty or variety are the two I'm going to touch on. So we have a need for certainty. That's the first one. We have a need to feel security and stability in life. So that's where routines serve us. They offer that, right? Whether it's in our jobs or our relationships or our health where we have to feel secure and stability, but there's a need. Now, there are healthy ways to meet this need, and actually all needs operate this way, um, but there are healthy ways to meet them, and then there are ways of meeting this need that don't necessarily serve us, okay? So our routines can encourage us and our goals because there's a level of predictability and safety that that routine probably provides for you. Now, if we set those routines right for ourselves, then we achieve that in the way that we want. Now. We can develop a healthy habit in our lives, like starting every day with a walk. That supports that need for certainty, and you're doing something to support your wellness. So that doesn't sound too bad at all, right? Now, with that said, there are ways to meet this need of certainty that don't serve us very well. And that's when our routines can become so rigid that they keep us from changing it up even if it means keeping us quote unquote unwell or they're keeping us depressed or they're keeping us stressed. So a good way to gauge this is by checking in with your thoughts, especially when you wake up. Do you use words like, here we go again, or it's freaking Groundhog Day again, or do you find that you're beating yourself up for doing something the day before that you keep telling yourself that you weren't going to do anymore? I told myself I wasn't going to have a glass of wine on a Monday, but here I am, not walking, not working out, and with a headache this morning. Alcohol is an example of a habit, something that you have inadvertently built into your day-to-day that doesn't serve a lot of us. Okay, it's not an issue for everybody, but for a lot of us, it doesn't serve us very well. So it can seem meaningless if it's one or two, But what kind of long-term effect can result from having alcohol being constantly part of your routine? Well, the obvious is your health, right? It'll eventually suffer in some way. Yet our need for certainty, that level of predictability, how we've built this in, it keeps us locked in to that habit. So I'll be honest, for me, I've dealt with falling into this little habit of drinking wine as a way to wind down. I'll I'll admit that. How many of us love a good old rosé all day or wind down Wednesday, right? Well, it's not for all of us. And again, this is a topic that I can and probably will touch base on um, in the future, but I'll give you my high-level summary um, for purposes of of this discussion. Drinking a glass and sometimes two became part of my weekly routine. So for me, well, one to two glass or glasses of of wine doesn't sound too bad, right? That's what I used to tell myself too. I'd be like, eh, it's just one. I used to drink way more than that in college. But because it became such a part of my routine, it turned into a habit. 
And there were days where I didn't even feel like having a glass, but it became a habit. So if you don't already know, alcohol is a depressant. So eventually I started to not feel so great. And I had to be honest with myself that my little, not so little habit that I used to chill out with was causing me headaches and sluggishness. And it eventually started impacting my mood. I had to declare that I was being avoidant of my behavior. And I had to acknowledge that I was needing a meet for certain, or meeting a need for certainty. Try saying that three words, three times in a row. I was trying to meet a need for certainty through something that was not serving me. Which brings me to uncertainty and variety. So to meet the human need for uncertainty and variety, we basically need to switch things up. We have a need to change our physical or our emotional state. So like I said before, all human needs, we can meet in a way that's healthy or in a way that doesn't really serve us. So interestingly enough, winding down with wine mentality can meet our need of certainty if it's habitual and meets our need for uncertainty and variety because it changes our physical state. So we go from sober to buzzed, right? This is the same thing um, for anything that changes our physical state. Doesn't have to be just alcohol. It could be food. Food is a popular one. For some of us, it's not wine. It's food that we go straight to when we're trying to relax, that we go straight to when we're trying to soothe our emotions. So other ways you can meet the need for variety is, um, or in a way that doesn't serve you, is by having a non-routine or what I call a routine of chaos. So where you fly by the seat of your pants every day and that will meet that need for variety because you may find um, yourselves in just precarious situations, right? Um, it won't be the same day or the, the day-to-day the same day as it was yesterday, but you get yourself into precarious situations like maybe not paying your bills ever on time. So again, ways to, yeah, you can meet this need not so great and meet it in a way that's going to serve you. So I want to stress this again. This isn't the time to judge yourself, okay? This is a non-judgment zone. So say it again, non-judgment zone. The question you have to ask yourself is what human need am I trying to meet within my routine? And second part of the question, is this a healthy way of meeting it? Or is it time to switch it up? Now, as you can see, you can kill two birds with one stone and meet the need for certainty and variety, but in a way that serves you. For example, uh, you can build your routine where you work out from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., right? You can put that on your schedule, but then you change the workouts around. So you do yoga one day or take a walk another day or a slight run on another day. But it's still within that time frame. So the seven to eight becomes your time. It meets the need for both certainty and variety because you have it scheduled as such, where there's that one hour to focus on your physical body, but you still switch it up. Okay, makes sense? So I've basically introduced the two human needs, certainty and uncertainty and variety. So I want you to take a look at your routine. Ask the question, which one am I meeting or both? Is it serving me and is it not? 
And if it's not serving you, then add to your declaration that you're ready to change it. All change starts the same, and it's with a decision. So you have to ask yourself, am I ready to decide? If you are, then amazing. And I'm going to leave you with this last actionable item. You don't have to recreate your entire routine for lasting change. I'm going to say it again. You don't have to recreate your entire routine for lasting change. That's when we set up ourselves to fail. Okay, we look at something that we want to change and then it seems like a mountain of a task. So then we say, I'm not even going to put the hiking gear on. So I'm just going to encourage you to make small, consistent shifts. That's what supports lasting change. So for you, this may need just adding 15 minutes of reading that book that's sitting on your nightstand that's collecting dust. Or redefine Wind Down Wednesday for Wind Down Wednesday, right? Take a damn nap. Wind down. Perhaps call that friend that you keep saying you're meaning to get with, right? Or practice deep breathing to manage stress. All those things, they serve you. And they take 15 minutes or less. So where can you carve that out? Think about that. Say it. My wellness is a must. And that's what I'm going to encourage you for this week. My wellness is a must. And with that, I leave you. And I'll see you on the Daily Mom Joy Face Quote Group. We'll keep the conversation going. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Let joy be your default. <laughs>